0: What is it about
1: the wings that has them match up well with you and really no one else in the league? <laughs> well, I don't know. It's uh, <clears throat> the goalie seems
2: to you know play well when we play him, and uh, he was feeling it tonight. Uh, even when he was out of, uh, couldn't see the puck, it would find a way to hit him, and uh, so he played well defensively. They clamped down, and uh, it seems like they get really excited to play us. So, um, whatever reason, it's a tough matchup for us, and um, I don't think we really. Sank too far down. I thought we, you know, we played all right. Um, just got to find a way to, to get the puck in the back in net.
1: Yeah, sometimes they're related. That's what we said before. We thought mentally it would be the biggest challenge. Um, two great plays by our D. Two forwards miss wide open that's I mean, that's and at some point it comes back to cost you yeah, today. It did. Um, Stopping
0: the puck, really well. You know, well, I mean, that's what he does, right? He's paid to stop the puck. Uh we made plays around them, we didn't finish them. I've been told it's a good idea to start a speech with a joke. Well don't get your hopes up. I'm not here to tell jokes. I'm here to pick a fight.
2: Welcome back to the Boston Bee Party. I'm David Rodriguez. And I'm Tyler Skills. Tyler, happy Valentine's Day.
1: Yeah, you I got a date, unfortunately. Got, uh, I was going to
2: say, you got a hot date for VD? Nah. Or what about hot, you, though? Or a hot date to give you VD? What about you, though? Uh, no, I'm working. My wife has... Uh, my m- my mother's taken my daughter, so my wife has the house to herself tonight, so she's super psyched. I mm. you know, got for you. N- no husband, her. no kid. Happy Valentine's Day, honey. <laughs> not, not that she listens. <laughs> She's not a hockey fan. All right, this week we're gonna recap the last three games for the Bruins. We'll go around the league. We'll talk about the trade market and maybe some trade rumors we've heard, and then we'll preview the upcoming three games for next week. Um, Tyler, you want to start right? Get right into it. Start right to uh, the Arizona game.
1: Let's do it. The Desert Dogs.
2: The them damn Desert Dogs. Let's uh. Here, Jack Edwards and Andy Brickley of the Nesson Broadcast call the goals for this game.
0: Bjork enters the zone with three seconds to go on the man advantage. Krejci to McAvoy to Coyle! It's a five-on-five goal. Able to get it back to the point. We talked about this top line sharpening up on this man advantage, and boy, do they ever... Shoot the puck early in the man advantage, especially if you win the draw in the offensive zone to stop the PP. It's a purposeful shot by David Pasternak. He's looking exactly for this play. The redirect from the bumper, and it's Bergeron with a nice tip through the five-hole on Hill. DeBrusque pokes the puck to Pasternak. Back to Bergeron. He turns the stick. Pasternak closes the shot. Scores! Jake DeBrusque on the doorstep with the tick and trickle. Bergeron off the boards. Coyle goes for it and scores! A dagger into the Desert Dogs! The Bruins open up a 4 2 lead in the final
1: minute. So, this was Sedano Shar's 1,500th game in the NHL, as well as his 1,000th game as the Boston Bruins captain. What do you feel about that, Dave?
2: Uh, that's a pretty amazing feat. You know, yeah, man. 1,500 games is. No slouch for anybody. Um, and then 1,000 with one team is just amazing. Obviously, Patrice Bergeron hit that milestone last year. Uh, they had a nice ceremony before the game on this.
1: Yeah, I love the ceremony. They gave, like, a golden stick to him from Cam Neely. Nice. Yep, uh, some art that shows some of his accolades. So, Yeah. overall, that was, that was a pretty cool ceremony. Yeah, absolutely. I liked it a
2: lot. It was a nice gesture. Um, yeah. But down to the game time, not much happened in the first period other than uh, Jeremy Lozon gets a mass match penalty for a hit to the head of Derek Stephane, Uh yeah. and ends up gets us getting suspended two games. We can talk about that in a minute because uh, later on in the game, McAvoy gets hit to the head by uh, Lawson Kraus. Kraus gets a much lesser penalty of roughing, no hearing, no suspension. Both of them were equally as bad as far as I'm concerned. So I think the NHL just needs to be a little more consistent with some of their stuff. Um, Yeah. I I don't know about Krauss, but I I know that Lausanne is a a rookie this year. And you know what? You want to get that shit out of the game, I understand. You, You nip it in the butt there. But two games for a first offense on something, I don't know. That's that's my quick opinion on that. I don't know what you th- feel about those two situations. Yeah,
1: I know the Lazanow hit was dirty, but the other hit was also dirty. They were both. I agree with you equally dirty hits. So, right. So I I think Kraus should have a penalty for this or a punishment.
2: I I think but because it wasn't called a match penalty in the game, he didn't get a hearing. But the NHL has the power and the video replay to go back and look at that, and say, no no no, we're gonna bring you in for something. Like they they've done it in the past something i think that they absolutely should have done in this situation because it happened within five minutes of each other game game time wise so all right enough about the uh... the bullshit <laughs> <laughs> now e- enough about uh... that hit right there we can talk about it more if you'd like but um... this is explicit so it is Go ahead. uh... O- old friend phil kessel starts the scoring with his twelfth of the year in the second period uh... it was on the power play I mean, Boston's penalty kill's been a little up and down lately. I guess it's one of them ebbs and flows of the season. But then uh, Charlie Coyle with his 11th of the year. Krejci stays with the puck on that one just below the faceoff dot. Finds McAvoy, who backhands a nice pass over to Coyle at the bottom of the other circle. Sends it home, uh, snaps it up and over Hill. Um... Nice to see Coyle getting on the board again. He gets two in this game. He gets an empty nettle later on. Uh, so, you know, that second, uh, that third line is starting to yeah, gain totally. a little steam. I think all of our secondary scoring yeah. is starting to gain, get a little bit of steam. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, you got Jake DeBrusque. He ends up scoring his 18th of the year in this game on the power play. Bergeron. It's
1: 18th. Isn't it his 13th?
2: No, it was his 18th. Bergeron before that scores his twenty-third of the game uh, of the year on the power play, tipping home a Pasta knock point shot just six seconds into the power play. That was pretty quick and fast sequence right there. You got to have these uh, these teams pay. And then uh, Jacob uh, Chikrin of Arizona scores his eleventh. That actually makes the game three to two. And like I mentioned before, Charlie Coyle with the empty netter shoots this one from the defensive blue line after fifty seconds of defensive play in the Bruins D zone. Mm-hmm. Um just really the team really clamped down on this one, I think. You you start off you give up a goal but then you score yeah. what, three straight.
1: Yeah, it's understandable considering they had a game right like they don't have twenty four hours of rest. They go right into a Detroit, Michigan and just Yeah less the than, game there.
2: Less than twenty four hours on that. Yeah, so they
1: probably had to save their energy for that game. Um uh, the overall this game had good power play, two for four. We like we love to see it. his um, penalty kill was obviously unfortunately not going to be 0 for 4. It was 1 for 4. Arizona did get a power play goal from Phil Kessel, our old buddy,
2: old friend. Yep, Fat Phil. I I love the hot dog story that Jimmy was telling us. <laughs> yeah. Um, Boston's power play in this one was 2 for 4, 33 shots on net. Um, you know, again. So uh, I I've said I said it last week. I think Arizona's pretenders, they are. Yeah,
1: they're currently in the wild card actually.
2: They're, they're currently uh, now. This was yesterday afternoon. I did this and I didn't check this morning. But uh, they are second in the wild card out west with sixty four points. Um, going into the break, the seven games before the break, Arizona went two four and one. And since the break, again, not including anything that happened last night, I got to take a look at. They're 1, 2, and 2 in five games before the Boston game. Mm. So they're they're falling.
1: Yeah, I don't think they're going to make it. I think another team will probably make it. And my guess for the next Western Conference team that could make it might have to be probably Winnipeg. I think Winnipeg will easily take that second spot from Arizona.
2: Yeah, Nashville. I, I like Nashville's team. I, I could see them doing it as well. i um, have not seen them winning the playoffs. They're going to need a piece or two, though, I yeah. think. Um, I think
1: the tread deadline might have to help him out.
2: This game for Boston, uh, there was no Brandon Carlisle. Yeah, Carlisle, excuse me. Brandon Carlo, he was uh, back home for a personal reason. Danton Heinen was scratched again, and Nordstrom was still out with an illness, which meant, uh, you know, Heinen, I think that was his third straight game scratched. Maybe a second, definitely a second, but... Yeah. Things, uh I, I know they're talking about mixing up some internal competition, but things aren't looking good for denton Heinen right now. <laughs> no.
1: We want him to be traded, so that's another well, thing.
2: Well, it's not that I wanted him to be traded. I, I just... want
1: him to be traded. Okay, I want him yeah. to be traded. You don't need to yell at me. I'm sorry. It's that's just okay. My that's just what I want to see happen.
2: I i think he's probably one of your best trade pieces um, of course. off the roster. But yeah, this year, 53 games, seven goals, 14 assists for 21 points. He is a plus seven, uh, and he has one assist in his last five games. Yeah, and he didn't play for almost a week. Yeah, he's over been, a week. He's
1: been very cold lately.
2: Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, he he brings a lot to the team defensively, but it's not looking good. Some of those younger kids are coming up and playing. You got yeah. Anton Bleed. He plays. Pretty heavy. Uh, Anders Bjork has had a pretty fit, uh, fairly decent season, if you ask me. Um, Carson Kuhlman back from injury. It's good to see that. Yeah. Bjork, you know, 50 games, nine goals, nine assists, plus six on the season. He's got a little more speed and a little more uh, scoring, if you ask me.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, quick note for Arizona in this game. Anti I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to butcher this for whatever reason. Anti Renata Re- uh, took warm ups but did not play. Aiden Hill ended up in net on that game, uh, which is funny because the very next day, Yar- Yaroslav Halak was supposed to play but ends up with an illness and Tuka ends up playing back to back games. Yeah. Um. We can move on to. The Mo- yeah, the Montreal, the Detroit game now, if you like. Um, let's do it. Let's listen to Doc Emmerich of the NBC uh, broadcast with Tory Krug's lone goal in this one.
0: And Glenn Denning is uh, still not back to his feet yet, checking his pace. Meanwhile, knock in, fake, spin it across, score.
2: Uh, unfortunately, that was the one goal that counted in this game. Um, in the yeah, s- second period, we'll
1: this game was just unfortunate for the Bruins. Just unlucky. They had a, a sudden scratch from the uh, from the goalie bench. Um, they had 40 shots in this game. Their goalie on the Detroit Red Wings was hot, Bernier, I think. Yes. Yeah, Bernier. Jonathan Bernier. Incredible this game.
2: Oh yeah, he he's the reason they won the game. Um, stopped all 12 shots in the. First period, and then the Bruins put up 14 in the following each in the following two periods. Uh, He was definitely the story of this game. Yeah. Um, You know, uh, Brendan Perlin scores his first of the year in the second period. A little while later, Brad Marchand, I think, had a goal, but that was overtime because Bergeron was changing inside the blue line. Yeah. Um, in the third, Tori Krug, Krug with his eighth of the year tips yeah, on the cross ice pass from Pasternak as Pasternak, after uh, Pasternak gets away with high sticking a player. You heard Doc say it in yeah. that. Um,
1: yeah. you know Bergeron just, just changing like that was just foolish. But why did it take the referees so long to, to determine that was a no goal or goal?
2: Yeah, I was gonna bring. I was gonna say something, and I'm glad you did because I was kind of curious on why does it take it was at least 5 minutes right yeah it was um, i'm sitting there watching this game and i'm like what the fuck is going on right now 5 minutes in, it takes to do this I, I don't think that's why the rule was in place if you're not finding something and i'll give you a full minute 60 seconds if you don't find that what are you now you're just looking for something to be wrong aren't you you yeah. know i i i think it should be a little more obvious um if you're gonna call that he was off sides because he was changing and you can clearly see the puck go in yeah. before he gets his foot off the ice, great. If there's a question about it and you can't there's not um irrefutable evidence to overturn it, just go with it. Uh-huh. You know? Just yeah. the NFL does it and they even nitpick. I think replay in all sports has just gone way too far. I agree.
1: It's just you gotta check everything, man. Yeah. That's this, that's, that's You want a fair game? Just check the plays. Um.
2: So after Tory Krug ends up tying it at one, uh, uh Andreas Ath- Seyu, I don't know if I said that 100% correct. Scores on the power play. His sixth of the year. A little while later, he adds his second of the game with an empty netter. Um. Uh, Boston loses to Detroit again. I. I think we said last week that we were both nervous that that would happen, especially with back-to-back yeah. games, uh, one at 3 o'clock, one at 12.30.
1: And the sudden emergency from Halak, too, did not help uh, the Bruins at all.
2: Right. Um, Boston calls up Vakanainen, uh on an emergency basis because they need to have Lozon be suspended for his first of two games in this one. Yeah. Uh, again, the NHL was pretty quick with this, but I still think that... Kraus should have had uh, something looked at. Of course. Um, Anton Bleed was the other scratch in this game. Mr. Danton Heinen gets back in the game. You know, it wasn't a terrible game. I thought Tuka played very well. I, this loss was not on him. No. Um, it, it, he just got outplayed at the other end by he, Brainiere. Yeah, he
1: wasn't really quite prepared for this game, too, so...
2: Yeah, I mean we we've talked about it in the past about how the how routine goaltenders are. Yeah. So I mean I get it, but he I think yeah. he played well for a last minute spot start. I don't know about you. Yeah. The, um, and, the,
1: and the power play of this this game was not good. Oh and four, including a five on three in the first period. Right. It's just and, it just it was it was
2: a pretty decent five on three. It was at least a minute and twenty seconds, I think.
1: Yeah, and but they they'd have good shots on that. They had 40 shots in this game as a whole, but... I know. I thought this... Actually, now that I think about it, it actually was a pretty decent power play, and then they didn't get a goal. Bernie was just too hot this game. Yeah. That's they, the problem.
2: They ran into a hot goaltender. That's all yeah. it really was. Um, we had actually talked before about their, uh, their coach and why he... You know, with all these other coaches getting fired this year and Detroit sucking as bad as they sucked... Why is he still employed? And I did, I, know. A, I did a little research, and I don't have everything right in front of me, but I think it's Blashill, Dan Blashill is the name. Let me pop that up real fast. Um, Jeff Blashill, excuse me. And he has been in Detroit for close to five years. Wow. Um, and only made the playoffs once. He i don't think has a winning record i'm just confused detroit is such a hockey town yeah i I can't believe that he is still in the league he didn't get fired see if i can pull up some stats on him real quick so i can give you more of an accurate oh no i don't need that (laughs) i don't need that to play right now um
1: yeah, overall I'm I am surprised he's still in the league. That's just I, how I feel about this, uh Jeff Blattshill. It's it's situation. not that I'm
2: surprised he's still in the league. I'm just surprised he still has a job this year with everything.
1: Yeah, he should be at least an assistant coach. Or like a coach down in like a in the AHL
2: Yeah, I for mean for a team
1: like that. It I, could help him with his head coaching.
2: as always, I I've I've told you I'm just some schmuck talking some shit. Yeah. Um but I just don't, I'm not sure why. I mean, he just signed a new deal, too, it says. Really? Uh, when was this dated? Hold on. April, last year. Last April, he signed a new deal.
1: Oh,
2: you know, this is an old article. And then. he's been with the team. Uh, we're, give me his damn stats.
1: Well, and, if you want to talk about stats this year, the Detroit Red Wings for this season are negative 99 and, like, Goal differential, I believe. Right. Yeah, so that's not good. You can talk about stats about that. That isn't good at all. Let's see what else they have. They're 14, 41, and 59 games played. 4 OT, uh, 32 points. Um, yeah, I know, well, I think well Boston gave them 4. True, but doesn't Tyler Petuzzi have, like, 38 or, like, 52 points?
2: Uh I'm not sure. You're going to have to
1: Oh yes, yeah, Dylan Larkin is 40 and Pertuzia is 38. So that stat right there isn't right at all.
2: No. No. Okay. Uh anyway, uh, you know what? I've spent too much time on on this. Again, um he hasn't been playing. Uh he he's been coaching and their team has not been playing very well, so I'm just yeah, I think they might need it. a
1: new head coach that has like more experience with uh, trying to find uh, something good for the team. Yeah, All Maybe right. hire that other guy who got fired from the Golden Knights. That could be a good one for them. Oh,
2: crap. Why am I drawing a blank on his name I'm right sorry.
1: now? I'm drawing a blank on his name, too. What was he, like
2: two weeks ago he we got fired? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't understand that. This guy's still in the league. He's got a, a career record to date. In the NHL, of 150 wins, 186 losses, and 51 Oof. overtime losses, uh, hasn't has only won more than 40 games once, and that was in 2015-2016, where the team gets got 90 points, made the playoffs, but was out in one round, five games and out, um, finished yeah, third. I, in division. I don't understand why
1: they still keep them.
2: Seventh, fifth, seventh, eighth. Is how they they finish the next four yeah, I years. Know. I, I they, don't if, understand. If like
1: it. next season they want to get out of like the this is a lot. This is a, yeah a oh. majority of red.
2: Are you a little play on words right
1: there. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Um, uh, the, when they're in the majority of red, right, being the red ones. Uh, yeah, they gotta they gotta switch something. They want to be, they want to be in the green. Be the green ones.
2: Want to get back in the black. Yeah, I mean I don't know. He's just with all the short hooks. This guy got a, an extension last year after three straight losing seasons, and he's on his way to he's already made it to a fourth. Um, he's not going to have a winning season this year. He's already got 41 losses. So it just, Gerard Gallant, by the way. Yeah. The Golden Knights. I can't believe it took me that long to come up with that.
1: I can't believe I forgot him.
2: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't understand it. It just doesn't yeah. make sense. All right. Big game of the week was Wednesday night, Montreal at Boston, in Boston. And Mm -hmm. what a game that was. Yeah, Uh, NBC,
1: uh, Wednesday night rivalries. Yep. Um, Classic.
2: Let's listen to those goals right now.
1: Flat-out giveaway, right on the tape of
0: Marshawn. Dipsy doodles through a couple Canadians. They lose coverage in front of the net, and Postonok is not going to miss this. It's 4-by-6, wide open. What a play by Brad Marshawn. Watch here as picks his pocket. From behind, Corrali picks it up to good speed through the neutral zone. Right there, they're off to the races. Montreal working hard to get back into play. But what a feed here, and what a finish by David Kosternak. That is a thing of beauty. True. Hammer chance. Price got across. cross. March on the score, on the rebound. David Kosternak with his fourth hat trick of the season. 41 as the Hats cascade down, the Bruins have a 3-1 lead. Now Duran out of the corner, 22 seconds left. A feed for Bergeron. The final touch. 4-1 Boston. Patrice Bergeron.
2: All right, as Tyler mentioned, that was the NBCSN broadcast. Uh, Mike Milberry and John Forslund with the calls on those goals there. Um, David Pasternak is now, again, the goal leader in the NHL after that hat-trick, his fourth hat-trick of the season and eighth of his career. Um, Sorry. You know, Montreal came. I thought this was going to be a tighter game than it was. It was definitely a heavy game. Yeah. And, you know, Boston came to play. They were ready to start, man.
1: Of course. I think that Red Wings game let something up in them. They yeah. didn't want to lose to the worst team in the NHL currently.
2: That first goal by Pasternak that started this game, that was all Brad Marchand. Of
1: course. That that hustle, that four check was amazing.
2: Oh yeah. The way the way he went inside out and then got the backhand pass over to Pasternak on the uh at in the right circle, just left the net wide open. Let's uh let's listen to Posternoch talk about Marchand's pass there.
0: David, what did you think of the uh uh, pass from Brad early on. That uh, seemed like a pretty brilliant move through three uh, Canadians.
2: Yeah, how I said. I uh, at first I, I drive really hard back door. Uh, you know, I kind of make it two on two. But uh, at some point, I, I kind of gave up. You know, uh, driving. I stopped skating. I was like, there's no way he can make that play. You know, two or three guys on his back. So uh, great play by him. You know, was uh, easy play for me. And and uh, you know we, we all know how good a player he is and and um, how good of playmaker he becomes. You heard it right there. What a good playmaker Brad Marshawn has become, coming of from that that rat little pest kind of player. Um, you know, it gets all gets all the love from David Pasternak right yeah, there. of
1: course. Yeah, Marshall's currently got about like 71 points. I believe he's somewhere on the top 10 in like point streaks. Actually, you know, speaking of like, well, I can talk about this later if you want. But do you want me to mention it now? Since what? Uh, hey,
2: it's your yeah. show too, man.
1: Yeah, of course. So Pasenak <laughs> is currently number two in like point leaders. He's cra- he's actually tied with McDavid with eighty one. So nice. Yeah, and, Mc- and you know, McDavid's he, hurt, isn't he? He's, he's actually hurt.
2: U- he's out two to three weeks, I believe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think Pasenak can definitely get past him. Do you oh, think he yeah. kept, you know, he's currently catching up the drive cycle, who has ninety points. Wow. Already in the in the uh, season, so I can definitely see Pasenak getting a hundred points.
2: Oh yeah. Uh, what's he at right now? Seventy. 70- Seven? 81 81 sorry i apologize i was thinking of something else as you were talking about yeah, that and
1: how many games we have left
2: uh
1: like around like 30 or less, than, less 30. than 30 yeah
2: we have 24 games left we're at 82 points yeah um, he
1: got about he got three this game
2: yeah, I mean, that, that, four, that goal right there, 39, set his career high. Uh, and after the hat-trick, his new career high will be for, is 41. Yeah. Um, he'll, he'll definitely reach 50. So in the second period, Pasternak, uh makes a great defensive play. You heard Mike Mil- Milbury talk about that. Starts to play in the D zone, finds Corrali, and then just charges towards the net. Corrali finds him, you know, goal number two of the game. Nick Suzuki uh, of Montreal with his 12th of the year. It was a point shot that just went off of Suzuki. There was nothing that Tuka Rask could have done about that.
1: Yeah, that Nick Suzuki's been playing very well for the Canadians. Especially that, that Kovalchuk acquiry. Uh,
2: that was a that was a good move for them. It was nothing but Very money. good move. There's rumors mm-hmm. that they may try and ship him out at, by the trade deadline. They're not going to do it. No we way. Can, we'll talk about that later. Yeah,
1: Suzuki and Kovalchuk have been playing amazing together. I really doubt they would move kovalchuk he's been hot and i think the canadians have been catching up in that wild card position too
2: yeah uh let's see they are currently actually they're sixth in the wild card race with 61 points they're 10 points out right now mm. so they've had uh they they got to make a decision within the next 10 days what they're going to do are they going to buy are they going to sell so yeah and they just lost shea weber for i think four to six weeks yeah that's with, a bad loss for them too with actually. a big with a bruised knee i believe it is yeah um so after the suzuki goal brendan gallagher and Zdeno Chara have been going at it all game Chara gets pissed ends up cross-checking uh gallagher in the face comes out yesterday he got fined five thousand yeah. dollars for that which was the yeah, max i'm
1: actually surprised he didn't get like a big penalty for this though
2: so. yeah they let it go in the game uh it's the right call to get him to get him on that um you know Gallagher's a smaller guy. Chara's got to be careful with much the much smaller guys. Yeah, I think Chara's got at least a foot on the guy for crying out loud. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Brendan Gallagher
2: is pretty small, short little bastard. Uh, and then Pasternak's forty-first goal was on the power play, the hat trick goal. Uh, Mad uh, Brad Marchand rebound bounces off of Bergeron. Uh, Jeff Petrie tries to clear it away, goes right to Pasternak, and he beats a sprawling Carey Price. Yeah. Um, Bergeron would add an empty netter later on in the third period you know Lindo, um uh was scratched, Bleed was scratched and Lausanne served the second game of his suspension in this one. Yeah. Uh, I always like a good Boston win over Montreal Of course, that... this is a
1: really good game for the Bruins. Not a good game for Montreal really no. uh, I know they brought up back uh, Jonathan Join, who was who had a bad injury let him out for like, Did he just come? He just came back. He came that back in this game. Okay. This game, yeah. Was he was minus two in this game. Had a terrible like that empty net. I think he was responsible for it.
2: Yeah, maybe. I yeah. think he was down. On, I don't think he was. Yeah, down I on think the floor. he was down
1: in the third line too. So I think I don't. He's not been playing good at all with the Canadians. No. Um, he was like a star player too, or a promising one. But I think his attitude. But they said his attitude. was his problem?
2: Oh, is that what that was with in
1: Yeah, that, that's what I've heard in articles. Like his attitude in uh the Canadian's bench and like and probably in the locker room too has been a major problem. That's what I've heard.
2: I feel like he was a Tampa Bay prospect that Montreal got. Yeah. Um and he was supposed to be he's supposed to be pretty good, but if if he's a head case or if he's an asshole then you know, I I yeah. get it. You know, there's there's been talk lately about Taylor Hall out in Arizona. Is he a good teammate? We can talk about that later. I got him on my list of, quote, trade targets. Yeah. Um, one of the scary things in this game, Corrali took a, uh, a hit from yeah. McAvoy late in the second, but was back for the third. Corrali's game, I think, has really picked up. He was uh, back on the fourth line, I think, on this game. Yeah, he was back on his on the fourth line with Nordstrom and Wagner, Nordstrom coming back for the first time in, I think, five or six games. Yeah. Um, Corrales' move up to the third line wing, I think, really put a spark on him. He was playing really well up there. It's good to see that you can plug and play him over there yeah. if you need him in the playoffs. Yes. Uh,
1: Sean Corrales currently has 20 points in the league uh, this season, I mean. So that's very good for him. Uh, yeah, I think he's he's been definitely the most improved player on the team currently. Yeah, absolutely. Him or Anders Bjork.
2: And then one of my um, my other... Uh, Positive things to take out of this game was Pasternak's defense. You know, led to at least that one goal. I think it actually led to two of his goals, where he was in there very. He was very solid defensively in this game. Yeah. Um. Which is something that you don't really usually associate with David Pasternak. But when you're playing with guys like Patrice Bergeron and even Brad Marchand is phenomenal defensively for the most part. Yeah. Um. It's gonna rub up rub off on you every once in a while of course um that covers the games for this week anything you took anything else you took out of this week
1: just a good week as a whole i we we were proven wrong by the bruins we thought it was gonna be a tough week for them but they played good
2: yeah the toughest game was detroit which i you know what i'm gonna I'm gonna give them half a pass on that game. Yeah, it's been an emergency. The emergency start by yeah. Rask uh, again. Not the, a 24-hour rest. Yeah, I think the team played pretty well in front of them. Just wasn't yeah. enough. they ran into the hot goaltender. So I'm really, yeah. I'm okay with it. I'm not. I'm. I wasn't okay with it when they lost yeah. a, a they, couple they months have ago.
1: To us, they can beat them. This yeah. well, nice they'll,
2: game, they'll have to show us on Saturday. Yep. All right, I'm David Rodriguez. And I'm Tyler Skills. This is the Boston Bee Party. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Boston Bee Party One. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, let, we'll go around the league, including uh, some trade rumors. And we'll, f- of course, finish the show up uh, by previewing the next three games for the next week. Yeah, and ones. also
1: Jay Bowmeister, too. Oh, yeah. We'll too. We're
2: definitely going to talk about Uh We'll be right back.
0: Bjork enters. Three seconds to go on the man advantage. Krejci to McAvoy to Coyle. It's a five-on-five. spectacular human highlight real play petrie looking at the puck rather than the man and what a feed for Marsh and over to the wide open Boston. he's not going to make any mistake there
2: welcome back to the boston beat party i'm david rodriguez and i'm tyler Skills. tyler we touched right before the break uh about jay bowmeister of the st louis blues who collapsed tuesday night on the bench during the game There was about seven minutes seven and a half minutes or so to go in the first period. Um scary moment. Of course. You know, had to be rushed to the hospital. Um I read on NHL dot com that he needed a defibrillator, defibrillator, excuse me, uh, to be revived. Um he was doing un he went uh and underwent a battery of tests and according to G- uh St Louis's GM Doug Armstrong, things are looking positive. Still a scary situation. It brings up, yeah. you know, uh, it happened to Rich Peverly on the bench in Dallas. Uh, one of the guys I work with said he was actually at that game. Um, so, I mean, scary situations like that have happened before. I guess the question I have for you is do you think that the NHL did the right thing by immediately postponing that game? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I, think, I agree. Yeah. I, I can't. I agree too. Yeah, um, the players wouldn't be
1: able to play the game right. It would just be. I you know I'm gonna talk about this now. I wish the NBA did this with Kobe Bryant. I feel like the, like especially on the same day when this happened, this is just a tragic moment.
2: Um, the LA teams did.
1: Yeah, but mm-hmm. the other teams. I think the whole NBA should have done it.
2: Yeah, I mean it's a it's a tough thing. I think the NBA did a lot of uh, really good tributes. Pe- yeah, of course. People uh, running out the twenty four second shot clocks. Um,
1: yeah, know. I I think I know Kobe would say that they would want him to play. Just, yeah, for it, him, but
2: and the Lakers when they did come on back the same
1: exact day, it's just, I don't think the players would be able to play the game right.
2: Yeah, um, I, I,
1: I think in the NHL with Jay bowminster right move, right move for.
2: Yeah, I mean that was something that NHL. happened on the court, uh, uh, on the the playing surface. So I I, I see that as Actually, the yeah. right move. You know, I, I understand what you're saying about Kobe, and I think the Lakers and the Clippers did the right thing because it was the city of Los Angeles. Of course. Um, but as far as the other teams, again, I think they all handled it in their own way uh moving forward so yeah. i i don't see canceling every game but that one uh area that one market yeah. was the i think that was of the course. right call yeah um i was just reading a joe mcdonald uh article on the athletic about norman Le- levin levy ah, i'm sorry i'm saying that completely wrong he actually had an aneurysm in the locker room During a game, uh, between periods, and the Bruins had to go on and play, finish that game which they lost, and then I believe they said he had to, they had to travel to Vancouver, and go on a road trip, and uh, they they ended up losing that game as well. And they didn't really know what was going on. That must have been really tough. You know, you see, it's
1: tough. It's tough.
2: You you see, your your um your teammate go down in between periods and then you yeah. still have to go out and do your job. Yeah, it's you a know? very scary moment. So I, I think that the NHL got that right by immediately. They of did it, the same thing in the Peverly game. Uh, they postponed the rest of that game. Good. Um, so our thoughts and yeah. prayers go out to J. Bowmeester yeah. and his family. Yeah, and of course his teammates, even though they're the St. Louis blues. Yeah. Um, Vancouver retires the numbers of Daniel and Henrik Sedin. 22 and 33 will no longer be worn there. Um kind of a kind yeah, of the something. Sedin
1: brothers have been they given them a good legacy over in the Can- in the Canucks.
2: Yeah, Vancouver when they were drafted traded for the number 1 and number 2 picks so that they could have them. Yeah. Um you know, they they had a good career. Unfortunately, they not well Unfortunately for them, they never won. Very fortunately for Bruins fans, they did. They never won. Uh, They were almost non existent in that playoff series, if I recall correctly. Yeah, those Uh, were
1: guys like Ryan Kessler.
2: Yeah. Uh, Like making a motion. Alex Burrows doing stupid shit. Yeah. You know, so. And that Horton hit? Uh, That Horton hit is probably what changed the series. That's what changed. Yeah, it did. So. Let's move on to the trade market. Let's do it. All right. So this week, Pittsburgh makes a trade with Minnesota. Pittsburgh gets Jason Zucker, who is someone who uh, I had heard linked with the Bruins before. And then Minnesota gets Alex Galichuk and prospect Kalen Addison and a conditional first-round pick in 2020. It was a good trade for Pittsburgh. Yeah,
1: this could help them a lot. Um, Pittsburgh's been playing pretty good lately. And a really talented player on the team could help them catch up uh, in that uh, playoff conference.
2: Yeah, I mean, at Pittsburgh, let's pull up the standings right now. I had them a second ago, but I'm a dummy, so I lost them. But Pittsburgh, you know, they're having a good year. They're second in the Met uh, with 74 points. Um thirty four wins, 15 losses, six overtime losses. adding Jason Zucker uh, is kind of a boss move. yeah you and know. he's nearly
1: he's, he's near 20 points and you know many of our players on the Bruins like Corrali, McAvoy. yeah there's some around that region too so he's good fi- for
2: them he's 511 192 so he's not the tallest but he's a big boy uh, 28 years old, 14 goals, 15 assists with a minus three this year. And he was the second overall pick in 2010 for Minnesota, the t- 59th overall, uh, second round pick. Excuse me. Um, 59th overall. Pardon yeah. me. I mean, he's been. Uh, he's only had one goal in his last. Uh, one assist in his last five games. Uh wasn't getting a ton of ice time. He had a game where he was only at 10 minutes. The average is probably around 15. Um Again, somebody who might have been a good fit for Boston, of course, but they won't get him. He was a left wing. I know Boston they say you need a right wing for Boston
1: um, yeah you go, you get
2: one so that's uh it's, you know we got ten days until the trade deadline. Don Sweeney I'm sure has been trying to cross his ts and dot his eyes uh yeah. One of the things that we found out via Twitter, Andy Strickland on Twitter. Quote, teams are t- told that teams have expressed some level of interest in Bruins forward David Backus. He's submitted a list of eight teams he will accept a trade to. So I'm sure that uh, Don Sweeney is trying to figure out a way that makes sense for the Bruins to move David Backus and Yeah, that this could help us
1: out a lot too. Um, I mean, we know David Backus didn't produce a lot here in the Bruins
2: yeah his partial trade clause next over the summer will expand to fifteen teams, so if you don't trade him now, it kind of opens up more of the league yeah um it will uh, it will stink to see backus go him not having won a cup um but I understand that it's time for him to time for us to move on from yeah. that contract uh so names that have come up that I, I got a whole list of names here that have come up recently one of the most surprising to me was uh I was listening to Felger and Maz on 985 the Sports Hub here in Boston and right winger Taylor Hall's name came up out of Arizona. They were discussing how Arizona who has been kind of falling a little bit lately although again they are still in the second wild card out west. Well, let's be
1: honest, I don't think they're going to keep it.
2: Yeah, we went over their stats earlier. I yeah, told you not I think keep they're preponent um would would that be somebody you would trade for? I know no. before I said hell no,
1: not nah, here in the Bruins, hell no.
2: Yeah, it'll be like the third trade. If, if I've not heard any good locker room stuff about him, yeah. you know, it's just a tremendous talent. Yes, is he is he a, a an issue in the locker room? I, I, it doesn't yeah. seem like he's one of them ones. Yeah, totally. Um, another name that I, we've heard out of Montreal is Kovalchuk uh Ilya Kovachuk, who you had the opportunity to sign for just money not trade for uh about a month ago a little over a month ago and you didn't do it uh, i personally would not do it i he, he was yeah. completely silent in the game wednesday night he, he's been playing very well for uh montreal since he got there but yeah. he was completely silent the other night uh, your thoughts
1: i wouldn't get him no. it's too late
2: yeah, I, I
1: mean, it's it was a it was someone I would love to have on the team, but I, now I forget I've who. But
2: somebody compared that to the Lee Stepniak uh, situation a couple years ago, where he's training up here in Boston, he signs in New Jersey, and then you have to spend a second round pick to get him back up or I think maybe even two second round picks. I don't remember. Uh, the other two big names that we've talked about a lot were Chris Kreider out of the uh, Rangers system left winger tr- great talent too pricey yeah. as far as i'm concerned. Yeah. Um Tyler Toffoli, it could be a good right wing fit for to Boston. Win. He's making 4.6 million right now and is an yeah. unrestricted free agent. I don't know what the Kings would be looking for. He does bring um veteran's a pre- veteran's presence to the locker room which Boston really has a good locker room right now. Yeah. So it's not like you're looking to add something like that. Um is, is he too much? Are you going to be able to sign him? What, what's the price Ellie's is looking for? What would you be willing to give up for a Tyler Toffoli, $4.6 Well
1: Of course, Den Heinen and a couple draft picks. That's what I've said in the last podcast for a uh, Tyler Toffoli. What, like oh. a,
2: a second and a third, a third and a yeah, fourth? Yeah, a
1: second Second's definitely going to be on that price for a Tyler Toffoli.
2: Yeah, maybe a, a, a Heinen and a second. Maybe Heinen. Yeah, maybe I mean, if you're maybe throwing a fourth, maybe, if you have yeah. to.
1: Maybe throw another player in there, too. Maybe Zach it's a
2: good one. Uh, I want to see more about him, personally. Okay. Uh, just yeah, that could work. Just throwing that out there. We talked about um, Dylan from San Jose. You know, would you package Joe Thornton in there to try and get Thornton a cup? I say no. Uh, I mean, if you're blown away with the deal and you, you got to move Tory Krug anyway, Dylan, I think would be a good replacement. But yeah. Um, uh, Josh Anderson out of Columbus his name has come up recently he's a big guy been hurt a lot this year if not most of the year he's hurt right now um last year he had a really really good year Boston fans saw him in the playoffs a lot and he was tough to play against uh I would wouldn't mind that but what's it going to cost
1: uh probably a lot <laughs> probably a lot for Dylan I, I he's he's a good he's a good defenseman I don't. I think the Sharks might need him. so you got guys like Burns and Carlson in there too. So yeah, I mean, they, they need a good lines and lines mate. I mean to help yeah, them out.
2: and they apparently are in a, a rebuild after making the playoffs last year. So yeah, and I don't they know.
1: They just pop out veteran players like Marlowe, Thornton. I wonder if they actually might work out for them, and so far they haven't really worked out together. Yeah, Marlo and, and Thornton.
2: Not this year, anyway. They were pretty yeah. decent the last four or five years together. Uh, they played very well. Of course. Um so the name that came up in this list I was I was looking at um was Kasperi Kapanen out of Toronto. Right winger. He's twenty-three years old. Currently cap hit is three point two million. You know, he's got eleven goals, twenty one assists and thirty-two points in fifty-seven games this year for Toronto. I've always liked him. I, yeah,
1: yeah, we that could be a good really good player for us in the Bruins. Brings some a nice one. speed. Yeah, he's not But I think he might be looking at other teams.
2: And not a small, small small person. Yeah, He um,
1: could be looking at like teams. Well,
2: yeah, I I don't know him. if Kyle Dumas is going to uh trade within the division, uh especially not to Boston considering we've been kicking their ass for the last 3 <laughs> years in the playoffs. But he's he's a name I like because I mean, he's affordable. Bruins I, it's they have just under, just over 2 million in cap space right now according to spottrack.com um he is the only player on my list with term he has 2 years left on his contract um yeah
1: the, the, i think the, i think i think the maple Leafs might keep him yeah and that I, might be a good move for i know him but they're going
2: to be hard up against the cap and they need defense so i think if you put together uh, a package deal of, uh, I hate to say it, but like a Grizzly and a Lazon, I think that would be a deal yeah. that could get it done or more. Um, or yeah, or in, yeah, instead of maybe Grizzly more. Um, I don't know their cap situation. I they think, might want I think that they have yeah. under a million dollars in cap space, so I don't think that Moore's contract is something that they're gonna want um, because he's making what two point five. I forget. Yeah. Um. I'll look it up right now. But I, I just don't think that's a contract they're going to be willing to take on. But that is a good suggestion as well. Um, someone else I like is John Gabriel Pajot out of Ottawa.
1: Yeah. He's, he's a he's...
2: center, but, you know, you can move Cole, you can move him on the third line and you can move Coil up to that right wing if you needed to. Centers are... Um, able to adapt to wings a little bit easier because they're used to playing a different style of defense, so it's actually less responsibility. Uh, So he's having a a career year as far as goals is concerned. He's got 21 goals in 55 games, 34 points, which is, I believe, his second-highest career total. His highest was 43. Um, So, yeah, he's, he's on his way to a career year right now. Ottawa has been in free fall for a while now if yeah, so yeah they're like
1: near detroit
2: yeah and then standings he's 27 years old i don't know what kind of bump he's gonna want from 3.4 his cap hit is 3.1 right now
1: yeah he might want a big bump in his in his money yeah. if he wants to stay with the ottawa right so I don't, I don't think they'll be able to keep him
2: i i think that would be he score he can score he's a nice uh He would be a nice piece to add.
1: And as we said before, if Ottawa wants to rebuild, they just need to keep those other good players like uh, Brady Kachuk. and uh, who's the other guy? Hoffman. No Uh, Hoffman. They
2: they traded Hoffman the same time they traded. um, Yeah,
1: he went to the Panthers, correct? Yeah.
2: Yeah. The same time they traded Erickson. Yeah. Um. uh, Just to come back around, John Moore's salary this year is three point two five with a cap hit of two point seven five million. So does that that actually works out in Toronto's favor? Most likely. Um but again, I don't see Toronto really wanting to do a deal with Boston. And then someone else I like we're going to see we just saw last week and we're going to see again on Saturday is Andreas Athanaseu. Um sometimes to me it sounds like you're saying happy to see you. Um <laughs> uh, but he's been somebody who is uh played well i i think he's having an all right year. i'm trying to pull up his well he is right with now.
1: the detroit Red Wings. so but yeah honestly i've seen that guy he's played very good against us and i think he could be a good asset to this team no yeah
2: lie. uh he has eight goals and 14 assists 22 points he is a minus 42 on an absolute shit team right now yeah um play i i like his game he is he's a
1: minus 42 yeah minus
2: oh. 72 for his career <laughs> Wow. but, <laughs> but he's, yeah. he's been playing on a bad team he was drafted in the fourth round in the 2012 draft he's making three million dollars a year maybe a little pricey for a guy who's not really giving you that much Free him for heinen played 42 games yeah i mean could you get away with heinen straight up on that <laughs> well they, um, they've been a
1: bad team and you know Heinen's he, not produced anything
2: He's uh, Heinen is good I I will stick by the fact that I feel that for the most part Heinen has been solid defensively for you yeah he could work I, for them I'll give it to you Um, I don't know anybody else on this list of people that you you saw that you might want I know we don't want like a Corey Crawford or anybody
1: yeah I think we should put Athanasiu uh, a Carolina Hurricanes player I've, I've wanted one
2: over there who are we looking for there I don't know. Uh, Eric Halla, he his name was on this list. He's a left wing.
1: Yeah, he could work. Um, and of course, Tyler defoy, the one I most want in this. Uh,
2: Out of all those guys, that's yeah, the guy you're guys. looking at the most. Nice. Yeah, okay. and Capitan too, of course. Um, G- Jimmy Vizzi's name came up. I don't know. He hasn't really. He doesn't float by boat. Okay. Uh, Eric Halla, the Carolina Hurricanes, who are currently. Third in the wild card with 67 points. They have four points out of the playoff race behind Philadelphia and Columbus right now, and they have Florida right on their six. Um, He's a left shot, left winger, 28 years old, seventh-round pick, uh, 12 goals, 9 assists, 21 points this year on a team that, let's face it, after last year, they're underachieving.
1: Yeah, they have... Kind of falling down.
2: They made the it. To, yeah, they made it to the Eastern Conference Final last year. They took out Columbus, I believe, in the first round. Or was that the second round?
1: No, that might have been. I don't think. I don't. They didn't take Columbus out at all. They weren't. They never. We played the. Oh, we took.
2: We took out Columbus. What a jackass I am. <laughs> they, um, they took
1: out Pittsburgh or Washington. it was. Yeah, Washington. They took out.
2: They took out Washington. Okay. Yeah. Um, again, it, Do we do we need another left winger? No. Can, no. can he play the right with the left shot? I no. don't know, but I mean his money works. Yeah, two point seven five million. You trade off uh, if you were to trade, say, a Heinen away for somebody. I mean, let's pull up Heinen's stats real quick, and before we completely ship him out of town, and, he currently has twenty one points, but he, he
1: hasn't produced anything in like these last couple of so, uh, games.
2: So it'd be like tit for tat. You're trading. You're trading away. Uh, a red apple to get a green apple, essentially. Pretty <laughs> much, yeah. So,
1: yeah, that's that's all I got for the uh, trade deadline. That's it. I think we could get something good out of this. I mm-hmm. hope. I think Don Sweeney can make a really good move.
2: Yeah, I think I think Sweeney is a uh, a a good GM. Obviously, won GM of the Year last year. Um, if we if we really dig deep, I mean. A Mike Hoffman available, you're not gonna be able to pay him, so I wouldn't make that yeah. move as a left winger. And then uh Mikhail Granlin out of Nashville.
1: Oh, he could be a good one.
2: You know, I uh, could pull up his stats right now.
1: Yeah, I've i see I've I've seen him before. He's a really good player. I, I would want him on our team.
2: Right. Um oh Granlin, what am I doing? Yeah. Let's see. Um thirteen 22 goals, points. nine assists. Yeah, he 22 could be a good points. one. Too. He, uh he's too expensive for us right now. He's a yeah. le- left shot center, so he could probably switch over to the right if you wanted to him, but that's, yeah, you is, know, completely a, out of position.
1: Is he currently a UFA, or is he...
2: His contract status? Yeah. Let's see if I can find it here. You know what, I'm going to have to pull up a different website. Yeah, go one. ahead. So, just give me a minute if, uh you want to go through some of this other stuff right now. We can go look around the league. Um, we mentioned Shea Weber from Montreal out four to six weeks. Yeah, with we and in, yeah ankle. Injured. Yeah, and
1: earlier uh, in the podcast we mentioned uh, Connor McDavid's injury. Um, when we mentioned this uh, point streak, or the points Post Pasternak had, Connor McDavid was out for like two to three weeks with an upper body injury. Uh, it was actually a really like serious one. That could that that's really not going to benefit the Oilers at all. So you know McDavid is a really good star player. You've seen his, most of his plays. Amazing.
2: Mm. Yes. Absolutely. Um,
1: yeah, that's unfortunate injuries. Uh, Shea Weber and Connor McDavid, two captains too that got injured. So that's not going to help the team.
2: No, absolutely they not.
1: they their alternate captains.
2: Grand so loans, if, excuse me. That's, yeah, overall. That All right, so he is a UFA after this year, yeah. so he's going to probably be, I mean, I don't think he's having a great year by any stretch. He was uh originally signed this contract when he was in uh Minnesota.
1: It's... Yeah, I think he could go to another team.
2: Yeah, again, his his cap hit is entirely too high for Boston.
1: Yeah. I agree.
2: Um, All right, so we talked about Weber and McDavid. Uh, Tampa Bay has been on a tear, and that's something Boston really needs to be aware of right now. Of course. Uh, They are right behind you in the standings with 81 points, having won last night. You've both played the same amount of games. They have you in the regulation wins, which is the new tiebreaker. Um, Regulation and overtime wins will no longer be counted as the first tiebreaker. Yeah, we haven't
1: played Tampa Bay in quite some time, too. I, I think if we ever played them, I think Tampa Bay could beat the hell out of us.
2: Yeah. Uh they and are That's going
1: to be a wake up call for us too.
2: They are 21-2 and 1 since December 23rd. Um three losses in almost 2 months. Yeah. Vasilevskiy has uh, had 29 saves last night to extend his yeah, point streak. Yeah. We play them on March 3rd. 20 games. Yeah. We don't play them till March 3rd. Yeah. All right. And they're going to be a completely different team from the last time we saw them. And last time they beat us, didn't they?
1: Yeah, and shootout. The first shootout loss we had
2: Oh, that was the first one we had out of yeah. like, like forty seven. I know. <laughs> um so tomorrow yeah. tomorrow is the stadium series out in Colorado at the Air Force Academy. Um the Los Angeles Kings will visit the Colorado Avalanche at eight PM. We've talked about the outdoor games before. I, I Yeah, they're incredible. This uh this is in a nice cold environment, you know?
1: Yeah, so it's gonna help the ice too. Ho-
2: hopefully the weather holds up, it's not raining. A little snow would be okay, I think, but yeah. it does kind of slow the game down a little bit when you're out there. Yeah, of course. Am I boring you?
1: I'm just tired. <laughs> oh. These early mornings, they get you.
2: Oh, yeah, early morning. Try having a kid and being up at 7 every morning.
1: Oof. Oh, yeah, I feel you. I have a baby cousin, yeah. so.
2: Um. And coming up on Sunday is Hockey Day in America. NBC will cover three games starting at 1230. They will have Detroit at Pittsburgh. Followed by uh, Boston at New York Rangers at three thirty, and St. Louis at Nashville six o'clock on, uh, excuse me, NBC Sports Network.
1: Yeah, I um, want to get to game the game predictions. Not that we're at it.
2: Yeah, we'll move on to that in a second. I I kind of like this Hockey Day in America thing. Uh, I know that they've done Hockey Day in Canada, where they have three games of all Canadian teams. So. Um, I think. Yeah, I think that's I think gonna be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I mentioned last week. I like when football ends for the simple fact of you get to see more Sunday hockey. Well, there is
1: XFL too, So is- we're talking about that now. Hey, what do you think about the XFL?
2: The XFL, I'm not sure of. I watched a little bit of a game the other night, Dave, but I was watching the golf tournament. Pebble Beach is so beautiful. My I couldn't. Is Dave, by the way. Did I? Say, I didn't say Dave.
1: I think I heard. I I thought I did.
2: I said the other day. Ah, uh, that's all right. All good. Um, all good. Yeah. So I mean, but, the, I, like, but the, I like
1: what I like about the XFL is uh, the three points, two points, or one point uh, for the, after a touchdown. Yeah, after a touchdown, I like that.
2: Yeah, uh, they got some interesting ideas. Uh, we were talking about this on the way in. I think the one thing that kind of throws me off is everybody's playing for the same owner. Um, yeah, Vince McMahon. You know, I, I think he probably did some research before he jumped into it this time. He definitely yeah. didn't throw the league together as quick as he, as he did last time and hopefully he learned from some mistakes. Uh, I think he has, definitely. It, it'll be nice to have a little extra football, but if it doesn't work out, I'm not going to be heartbroken.
1: Well, now that I think about it, you know WWE has had like problems with creative control and their and and wrestlers. I hope he learns from that creative control mistakes into the XFL because maybe players that might be not be happy or unhappy
2: I hope, I hope he pulls his head out of his ass and starts giving his wrestlers and his football players proper medical insurance of course because they are part-time contractors in the wwe and or at least last i read and they weren't getting good good benefits yeah,
1: they, 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 there's a lot of injuries to happen in wwe too so
2: and, and i realize this is something that um could jumpstart your career you know I look at the rock wrestled for years yeah now he's a big ass Hollywood. movie star right now probably one of the biggest ones probably comes out with like 14 movies a year you only get to see six of them yeah even john cena's starting to do that too yep john cena's getting in there you know uh hulk hogan Seven. back in the day he was one of the ones who tried to make a transition yeah, with the with the movie no holds barred saw that yeah, in the I, don't like movie I don't like i don't like it
1: anymore i don't like hulk hogan anymore
2: yeah i mean he's not even like a real wrestler anymore is he no he's they know they don't put still... his old ass out there right they have diapers big enough for him yet. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, preview the games coming up. Like we said, we have uh, on Saturday, Boston will be visited by Detroit. Detroit is eighth in the Atlantic, sixteenth in the East, with a fourteen forty-one and four record, thirty-two points. Are we gonna give them six points this year?
1: No, we're gonna beat them this time. Excuse me. I want to beat them. We, we gotta beat them this time. Yeah, yeah I... we have enough rest to beat this team. We've been hot as of late too, so I think we can definitely destroy Detroit this time.
2: Yeah, and the fact that they just beat you is still so fresh in your mind. I would yeah, it's really frustrating. Hope it's frustrating that it's something that you could, uh... you would be able to overcome. Yeah, um, you know, maybe uh, after the C U sticks around, maybe it's a good yeah. time to make a trade with them. I mean, they're obviously not going anywhere, and. I, again, I, I we mentioned this earlier when we were talking about Jeff Blashill. I I can't even imagine being a Red Wings fan right now. It would be driving me nuts. You know, you do have yeah, some talent, would. but you're just not putting it together and you just signed your coach last year for an extension? No. Bad I, move. I'd be losing my fucking mind. I'd fire
1: I'd, I'd fi- I I I would have fired him in November or October
2: even. Uh, I, I don't know if I yeah, I don't know if I would have given him the contract extension last year. Um, it wasn't but, a good move. Again, not I'm, a good move. I'm not a, I'm not a GM. I'm just some dick. Yeah, I
1: feel like they're not even con- like re- reconstruction too. I feel like they just keep <coughs> like stumbling to the pit. It's just bad.
2: Yeah, it's they just slowly just been going down the toilet. So yeah. Uh, so hopefully Boston can. Figure that one out yeah, they, they, they and, and get ass. a win there. And I I think that I I think yeah. I heard a stat that they've lost after that last game. It was like five straight you, games you know, to Detroit. Can I
1: say that I oh I absolutely hated Detroit back when I was a kid. Yeah. Because back then I loved the Tampa Bay Lightning, and you know I played NHL I 06. Uh, I always played Detroit. and I always lost to them. So they always pissed me off. That would, when I was a kid.
2: That would be one of those things.
1: Yeah. And uh yeah uh I love Lindstrom as a player though. For some reason. Nicholas Lindstrom. Yeah, yeah.
2: He, he was great defenseman. Yeah. If you go back, if you ever have the chance and you ever see it, there's um, the Russian Five. It's about the five Russian plays that Detroit brought over back in the 90s. Great, great thing. Yeah. Uh, I watched that a, a couple weeks ago on, um, I think it was N- NBCSN. Yeah. Um, Sunday, Boston visits. New York to play the Rangers, the Rangers are 7th in the Metropolitan Division, 11th in the East. Yeah, they
1: had a lot of good players on that team. Uh, Arnemy, Panarin, uh, Zibanjan, Chris Kreider, and uh, Bushnevik. They're all good players on that team.
2: Yeah, you can get to the rookie, Kako.
1: Kapakako and Adam Fox, another player over yeah. there, who was really hot by the time we played them.
2: Jacob Truba, he was a defenseman I wanted, but looking at his numbers on this team... Kind of uh, happy we don't have them. Yeah. Um, uh, so the Rangers are 29, 23, and 4 uh, with 62 points. They are just outside yeah. of the playoff race. I think right this will be a good game. They're they're employing a three goaltender system right now, it appears. Mm. Um, they have three, is that an injury? They have three numbers up there. I mean, Lundquist is just getting old. He's only. St- Played in twenty eight games this year. Yeah,
1: I've heard he's also been on the trade deadline too. And I've heard like the uh, the Avalanche they want him.
2: The Avalanche want him, huh? Yeah,
1: I heard a rumor about that. I I I think do they have do they
2: have an injury right now? Is that what's going on? Most likely. Wow, that's uh,
1: when we had to do that with uh, Rask when he was injured. Call up another goalie from the AHL.
2: Right, but I mean, why why would you want to trade for Henrik Lundqvist who is? You tell yeah, me. I'm sorry. He's way past his prime. 37 years old. Uh, the last couple of years, let's go back. Well, you know, we so said this, the same thing about... Uh... This year his goals against is 312. Last year it was 307. Uh, 298, 274. Go, you know, just going back those four years, he's just gone up. You know, he was a yeah. great goaltender five years yeah. ago. He it, was. You know, um, he's just, he had 35 wins five years ago thirty one four years ago and then twenty six, eighteen, and this year only ten. Yeah. He's,
1: he's gonna definitely he's gonna definitely stay with them. I think that's his
2: team. Yeah, I think he's gonna he's gonna be one of those players who right yeah. Barring the right situation a la Ray Bork to go and win a cup. I mean he's not even gonna be your number one goaltender on a yeah, cup. Ray team. Bork, yeah. So um I don't I don't see him really going or you really getting much for him. Yeah. So uh yeah. Yeah, moving on. Uh, will be Wednesday night. Boston goes out to a Connor McDavidless Edmonton, who is second in the Pacific, fifth in the West, thirty twenty one and six for sixty six points. Um,
1: yeah, I think Boston can win all these games.
2: Yeah, I mean they are. They have one game in hand on Vancouver, but Vancouver is three points up. Uh, yeah, I, I believe more in Vancouver than I do in Arizona. I think, but um. You know, that's going to be a tough game against Edmonton. They played that your, is. They kind of beat the crap out of you.
1: Yeah, that was during the time when we couldn't win any games. December to January. Yeah, was, they, they came wasn't to
2: great. town during that rough stretch that Boston had. And they beat you. I think it was 4 to 1. Oop, This just popped up on the uh nhl.com website. Bruce Boudreaux. Was fired as the Minnesota Wild coach. Oh,
1: wow. That just popped up, too.
2: Yeah, I just came back to it, and here it is. So uh, by it's the time video. you all hear this, it won't be breaking news, but it's breaking news to us right now. The Wild are three points behind Arizona for second in the wild card. They are 27-23-7. and seven. You know, no no replacement has been named. Bruce Boudreaux, I think, uh, is kind of most famous right now for winning the Stanley Cup with Washington, and then jumping ship for Minnesota the following year. There was something in his contract that said he could just say, see you the fuck, and wow. he did. That's kind of so,
1: crazy how they fired a coach like that, but yet a guy like uh Blass Hill is still around. Yeah. I, I, I'm actually, that is
2: crazy. We talked, I think, a few weeks back about how we thought that Boudreaux might be, his time might be up in Minnesota. So, yeah. Um. Well, there you go. There's another head coach in position. Tyler, get your resume out.
1: We, were, I think we have we covered a penalty kill, and the damn coach is getting fired. I think we have.
2: Yeah, we did one of those.
1: I had to do a damn second one about this damn coach firing. We got. Yeah, I think. still out here, still um, making money for Detroit, and <laughs> making that team uh, terrible.
2: Yeah, they're not very. They're not very good right. Hey, yeah, behind moment.
1: the B. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna watch that later too.
2: So uh, it's always good to check your websites. Let me pull up some information on this Edmonton game.
1: Yeah, do you watch Behind the Bee, by the way? Just a personal question. I don't. I should. I think you should. Yeah, it's. I, I. I like it. It's like, you see what the players do most of the time. Every month, I think they did one in December. Yeah, I think for they, Christmas. I yeah, I, think yeah, I like doing, that one. Like
2: every week, I think it's a weekly program. You can actually watch it on the NHL.com Bruins I, app. I think
1: it's like kind of monthly now. They, I haven't seen uh once since, since the uh December one, so, it, it's a it's it's really cool. I like it.
2: You know who kind of who started off super hot for Edmonton and has just kind of fallen off the face of the planet is James Neal. He's a yeah. Mi- he's a minus twenty one. I think
1: he led the goal in, led the league in goals.
2: Yeah, he he shot off on fire and now he's just kind of sitting there. Yeah, 29 goals. points. Um. Yeah. Again. Um, you'd like to even out this series you'd like to show edmonton that you can play against them yeah, and I, you
1: and you said this would be a playoff I, stanley I, cup final i said
2: this was going to be a stanley cup final and it's it's going to be kind of tough for uh
1: boston yeah
2: boston if they can't show that they can play against them but yeah. you know uh, there was a, a little while there that i was starting to think that edmonton's um playoff chances were in trouble if you actually with McDavid injured well I mean, no, yeah, that yeah, wasn't that wasn't even before it. Your top four teams your top five teams out in the Pacific are separated by five points. And Edmonton actually has one to three games in hand on them, so they're mm-hmm. actually they 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 should be able to survive this McDavid thing, especially with of talents course. like a dry and a um uh, a James Neal. You got Nugent yeah. Hopkins and on defense. You have, um, Kerry Russell, who I think is actually injured right now, but, uh, Nurse, was a Darnell Nurse. It seems to be a good, yeah, young defenseman playing very well for them this year. So, um, you know, coming out of this next three game stretch, I think we can win all of them.
1: Yeah. I said it before, but I'm going to say it again. Uh, I think they can do it.
2: If you can pull out five to six points out of this, that'll be great, especially you have, uh, tampa bay up on your heels yeah. so all right tyler i'm a, i'm out of notes what do you got anything anything else you want no, to talk no. about
1: nothing else let me talk about everything as a whole yeah. it was a really like uh really good discussion about trade deadlines
2: yeah I, it's gonna be interesting over the next 10 days so yeah i look, look,
1: look forward to seeing what happens
2: all right well uh i'll talk to you next week
1: i'm david Rodriguez. No, no. <laughs> You're, fucking,
2: you're a fucking screwball. Right, I'm David Rodriguez. I'm Skills. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at BostonBParty1, and we will talk to you next week. Peace.
0: DeBrusque pokes the puck to Pasternak, back to Bergeron. He turns the stick. Pasternak closes the shot, scores. Jake DeBrusque on the doorstep with the tick and trickle. And Lenning is uh, still not back to his feet yet, checking his pace. Meanwhile, Pasternak in, fake, spin it across, SCORE! Krug, and the game is tied! Corey Krug here with a pass, Marchand tries to fire it on goal. An inadvertent clear by guess who? Jeff Petrie pops right over here to Pasternak, and Pasternak deposited it underneath Gary Price before he can reset. 47 for Boston. Both guys, five minutes each for fighting! Yo.